The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time for Americans to grow up and become financially responsible. Let's talk about something important. If you're in it for the money, that's not a bad thing. Do you realize how much money he just saved us? This is The Financial Physician with Lou Scatigna. The Financial Physician. It's the fastest hour in Money Talk Radio. It's also my pleasure to see to it that decent, hardworking people in this community aren't robbed blind by a pack of money-mad pirates. This is financial advice you can take to the bank. He's your money man. Show me the money. Your source for straightforward, no-nonsense financial advice. Bring me your money questions, because I'm here to help. And now, here he is, the financial physician, America's money doctor, Lou Scatigna. Hi, my friends. How are you? Welcome to this thing of ours we call the financial physician, where we talk about money markets and politics. And um, sometimes we speak more about politics than we do money, but lately politics is driving all of our financial situations, and uh, namely Obamacare, which we've been talking about a lot here on this program, and and rightfully so. I mean, preparing for the program each week, I can't avoid it. I mean, it is such a huge disaster that's affecting one-sixth of the country's economy. But more importantly, it's affecting virtually everybody, and people are starting to become aware of what a disaster this is, but more importantly, how it's going to affect them. Now, the big issue going on right now, we'll talk more about it a little bit later, is is the, the fact that the president came out repeatedly and said that if you wanted to keep your health plan, your insurance, you'd be able to keep it. If you wanted to be able to keep your doctors, you can. And that certainly is not the case. And from records, the administration knew this. At least back in 2010, they knew that as much as 67% of people are going to have their policies revoked. And it's really three lies here. There's a lie that you can keep your doctor. Well, if you don't have a policy that has your doctor in its network, and, and a lot of these new policies won't have your doctor in the network or your hospital, then you're going to lose your doctor. And many people are coming to this realization right now. October, but more more likely November, is going to be uh, the time when we're going to see uh, people really, really getting angry. It's starting now, but we're going to see it as more and more people become aware exactly how it affects them. And that's the one thing about um, politics. You know, everything is, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's basically theory. And if it doesn't affect me, well, I don't really care about it, whether that's taxes or whatever. People in low tax brackets or don't pay no tax at all, they don't care if the taxes go up for the wealthier people. Well, they care. It doesn't affect them. But here's the situation that affects virtually all of us. 
I'll tell you my little story. Uh, my firm, AFM Investments, been around 28 years, had Blue Cross Blue Shield for virtually the entire time. My premiums went up every single year, and sometimes as much as 35% in one year. That was just two years ago. That was after Obamacare was passed. My um, premiums went up 35% uh, in uh, 2012, and in 2013, they went up another 15%. So I'm already up 40% since Obamacare was passed. And uh, my family, and it's not, it's an HMO. It's not a Cadillac plan by any means. My monthly premium is close to $1,800 a month. And I told you the story a few weeks back when I hurt myself, ruptured both biceps, and it took nine days for Blue Cross to deny me an MRI. Nine days to deny me. And, um, read in the riot act and we got the MRI, got the surgery and all that stuff. And that was, that was seven weeks ago. All right. That was my experience with my own healthcare plan. And I was paying $1,800 a month for it. Well, I've been notified that my plan is going to be canceled and it's going to be replaced with something else. They can't tell me what it is yet or what it's going to cost. So, uh, I get in touch with my, uh, my, my long-term health insurance broker who, God, that's got to be the worst profession in the world right now. How would you like to be a health insurance agent? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I called him up, and I wanted him to call me back because I wanted to pick his brain on a couple of things. And, you know, he calls me back, and he says, Lou, you won't believe it. He goes, he goes, I'm under fire here. He goes, it's just unbelievable what we have to deal with. Yeah, he does other things, other insurances and investments and stuff. He says, health uh, health insurance is 20% of my business, is 100% of my headaches right now. And I can imagine. Because people are getting letters out of nowhere saying that their group health insurance plan is going to end or their individual health insurance plan is going to end. And be replaced by what? In many cases, we don't even know. At what cost? Guarantee it's going to be higher. So he says, the problem that the agents are having right now is that the insurance companies are being very secretive about what's going to happen. Now, I don't know if this is just the things that they want to do so people aren't upset with them or if they've been ordered to be secretive by Health and Human Services. Because the less people know about what's going to happen to them, the better it is uh, for this government. But he told me, he goes, Lou, um, what I'm hearing is that the, the, the plans that you're going to replace your plan is going to go up in premiums anywhere between 40 and 80%. And he's still not sure of whether or not the co-pays go up and, um, and uh, deductibles go up. That's 40. Let's stay on the end, low end of this. 40% would mean that my monthly health insurance will go from $1,800 to $2,500 a month with no additional benefits. Oh, yeah, I may have the maternity benefit in my uh, my plan. Uh, my wife's uh, 51, past childbearing age, and I certainly uh, don't plan on having any children myself anytime soon. And all kinds of other things in it that we have to pay for, to pay for other people. So uh, nobody still knows. Now, now, my plan is up in March, and uh, we found a neat little trick that all of you out there, who are concerned about losing either their individual plans 
or their group health plans. Because again, this is only supposed to be the individual market where there's going to be problems. No, no. Small businesses are seeing it across the board. In my state, 800,000 people have received letters already. New Jersey. It's one of the bigger states. And uh, um, we're all going up. Now, what's that do for me as a small business person? Am I going to hire people? Knowing I, I got to pay health insurance premiums up the gazoo for my employees. Do I tell my employees that they're going to have to start kicking in for their own health care out of their salaries? I've been paying 100% of it. But it gets to the point where it is just prohibitively expensive. When does it end? At 4000 a month? 8000 a month? Where does it end? And it was a big bait and switch. And it was the big lie. Now, this is the trick. Call your health insurance agent. He may not even know he can do it because, again, it's pretty secretive right now in a lot of these health insurance plans. We found out inadvertently from uh, my accountant who has Blue Cross and was approached by somebody in the know. And he said, you know what you can do? Change your anniversary date from February of 2014 to December 31st of 2013. You can do this in most insurance companies. You'll get a slight adjustment in premium because it's based on the, the rating period of those few months. And my accountant actually did it. He called his insurance agent who knew nothing about this. And he changed his date. As a matter of fact, his premium went down $80 a month. And now he will have that same insurance till the end of 2014. And avoid the 40 to 80% increase in Blue Cross. Now, of course, we just found out about this yesterday. I was on the phone this morning with my agent. And he said, yeah, you know, Lou, you know, I'm not sure if he can do that or not. I think he can. And he inquired of it, and he can't. The only problem is we have to make the change by November 15th. So each insurance company is different. So if this is indeed the case, and I save the minimum 40%, that's uh, $700 a month for 12 months. That's saving $8,000-$9,000 for me and each of my employees. And we're doing it. And I think very, very few people are going to know about it until it's too late. And everybody's going to be affected by Obamacare. Everybody just thought it was just going to be the, the, the low-income people, the people with individual policies, only 5% of the public. That's another lie that was sold to us, that most people weren't going to be affected at all. If you have insurance to an employer, uh, if they decide that the employer-provided coverage is um, uh, not up to snuff, doesn't give, give enough benefits, that's going to be canceled, and you're going to have a different plan through your employer. If you buy insurance yourself, we know what's happening to, to, to people out there. As many as 6 million individuals uh, are going to lose their coverage and have to go into the exchanges and pay more money. And the only ones really going to benefit are really the low-income people. Those who are in Medicaid anyway, where they're going to get subsidies for most of their plan. But they're going to still have a big out-of-pocket deductible. And even if you're a senior citizen on a Medicare, you're going to be affected as well. Because you remember Nancy Pelosi running around saying that uh, the, the Democrats took a half a trillion dollars out of Medicare to fund the law's new entitlements, uh, Obamacare. But it wasn't going to affect anybody. 
That's what she said. How can you cut $700 billion out of Medicare when you have 10,000 new people going into the system every single day for the next 20 years? How can you do that? So this disaster, which is Obamacare, is getting worse by the day. The administration is feeling the heat. And I think this is the first thing, the first scandal, the first thing that's actively having a negative political effect on this president. And even we're seeing Democrats and the media coming out against it. And that's a big turn with this president. All right, we're going to take a short break. 866-472-5790 is the following number if you want to be part of the program. My name is Lou Skatigna. You're listening to The Financial Physician. Don't go away. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Financial Physician. And America's money doctor, Lou Scatigna, is here to help you. Call with your questions now at 1-866-472-5790. That's toll free. 1-866-472-5790. Once again, here's Lou. All right, welcome back. Remember the website, thefinancialphysician.com. Remember the website, thefinancialphysician.com, where we have our, our, our blog there, and uh, I put a lot of information that we don't touch here on this program there, uh, videos and articles that I think you need to know about. Uh, and uh, you need to visit it uh, at least once a day. And, uh, you know, email the link to your friends uh, and let them know about it. Uh, also, we archive this radio show there. Um, we've got all kinds of good stuff uh, on the financialphysician.com. I love your emails, uh, which is simply, uh, my address is simply Lou, L-O-U, at thefinancialphysician.com. And I do my best to get back uh, on each and every email. You have a comment about the program. You have a personal question you want me answered. Uh, just be happy uh, to answer any emails at Lou at the financial physician. Uh, com. My number here is 866-472-5790. We've got a caller, and that's Brian He's calling us from Maryland. Brian, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Lou? I'm doing really well. Thank you. All right. Good to talk to you. I've been listening to you since the XM days, so getting the uh, MP3 off the website is no big deal because I had I got rid of XM and had to switch to the MP3. So. Well, I'm glad you're following us over to Voice America. Okay. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> um, I'm 
I got a question for you about your opinion on rising interest rates. I, uh, I was trying to pick the bottom of the market back in 2008 in financials, and I got my shirt handed to me. I don't know if that's the right metaphor on most of them, but I picked a couple of them correctly. However, um, how would something like Impact Mortgage or like Thornburg Mortgage, I know they're out of business, but how would they uh, handle rising interest rates? Would that benefit them? Because I would see them doing less volume but they might make more of a spread on each one. Well, I'm not an expert at the mortgage market, but rising interest rates is a death knell for the real estate market, which means that there's going to be less sales, less loans originated. And we've seen that happen, actually, uh, just this summer when uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke came out in June and, and started mentioning, mentioning that he may taper his quantitative easing uh, come uh, September. Uh, Ten-year bond yields went from about one and a half to three, uh, and mortgage rates went from three and a half to 4.7 at one point, and housing uh, sales plunged during that, that era. So I, I don't think rising interest rates are, are good for the, the mortgage business at all, and I certainly wouldn't be buying uh, uh, stocks uh, in any financials uh, in a rising interest rate environment. And, you know, I think that what the Fed d- did was just a test to see how the markets would react to the potential of them slowing down their money printing, their bond buying, their stimulus, their quantitative easing, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it's been $85 billion a month that they've been printing and buying bonds, and that's kept interest rates low and so forth. There's no way the Fed could allow interest rates to go up because just the talk of it uh, caused um, – caused the the real estate market to start plunging and and, and mortgage rates to go up and treasury yields to go up, which when you have $17 in debt, the last thing you want is you want to see your credit card interest be uh, pushed up. And uh, that's why the Fed's in a box and there's no end game. There's no strategy to get out of it. And I can't see the the, um, Federal Reserve raising rates on their own, but the market may do it for them just like they did last time. All right, Brian, thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Uh, we love uh, live calls here on the show. Uh, most people listen to the program uh, on the archive version, so we don't get a whole lot of uh, live listeners, but we do appreciate when we do get a live call. I love giving people advice and um, telling them what to do. But uh, i got to tell you, though, the, the, if interest rates rise in any meaningful way, it's over. It's game over for the bond market. It's game over for the stock market. It's game over for the housing market. It's uh, the next recession uh, times six, and it uh, may be the end of the dollar. Because if interest rates are rising, the Fed's not going to raise interest rates. The Fed's not going to do it. They have interest rates at zero. They're not going to do it. Now, the question is, are they going to stop printing money and buying bonds? Well, if they don't do that, then they're the, they're the buyer of last resort in the market. Interest rate on a 10-year bond would not be 2.6 right now if the Fed wasn't buying $85 billion a month worth of bonds. Interest rates would be 5 because we don't have interest in our bond market from foreign investors right now. And so far in 2013, the last I heard, the Fed bought 80% of all Treasury debt issued this year. Now, they didn't buy it directly at the auction, but they bought it secondhand from the big dealers a week after they bought it at the auction. That's what this game is. And, of course, the dealers make a nice profit. The Fed buys it, expands their balance sheet, and monetizes the debt and debases the currency. 
So what will happen is the reason why interest rates went up from one and a half to, to three in the 10-year was not because of uh, the fact that the Fed raised interest rates. No, it's the fact that people sold so much more bonds than the Fed were buying because they knew once the Fed turned off the juice, interest rates go up and bond prices will go down. And that scared the bond market. And that is the reason why, in September, Ben Bernanke surprised everybody and did not announce a tapering of QE. Because he knew, after f floating that trial balloon, what kind of damage just the talk of it did to the housing market and to the bond market. If he actually did it, uh, then there would be no stopping the sell-off in the bond market. And that means it's a sell-off in the dollar. And that is the end game. That is the disaster. It hasn't happened yet because the Fed's been printing and buying and supporting and keeping interest rates low. And a lot of that money that, 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 that goes into the system that they're printing is, is bidding up the stock market. And that's why we have the stock market at record highs, even though the economy stinks. A, the stock market's the only game in town. You're not going to make any money in the bank. We know that. You're making very little in T-bills, money market accounts. We know that. So all money is being pushed into riskier assets. And that's why you see a stock market that's up 20% for the year in an anemic economy, which will end badly too. When it will end badly, I don't know. I didn't think it would last this long, to be honest with you. But again, the market is living off of stimulus, morphine. Crack cocaine, and that is $85 billion of money flowing into the financial system created out of thin air by the Federal Reserve. And we throw numbers, big numbers around all the time, you know, in Washington. But I, I think if we look at a billion for what it is, which is a thousand a million, must be nice to be a billionaire, huh? I mean, most people say, I like to have a million bucks. Imagine a billion dollars, a thousand million. Can't spend that in your lifetime if you tried, right? But eighty-five billion is eighty-five thousand million. Wow, that's a lot of money, and that's being created every month, and it flows into Wall Street, and it's bidding up the stock market. And Wall Street's getting rich. The rich owners of stocks and bonds, which is not most of America, uh, are getting richer. Seniors are making zero on their savings and getting poorer. And most other people can't find jobs to put money into the 401k plan. And if they do find a job, it's a part-time job because if it's full-time, then Obamacare kicks in and they have to pay this incredible insurance. So it's really a disaster. Now getting back to Obamacare and what really is the biggest lie that a president has ever told the American people with the most horrible consequences. You're talking about people's health care. I've never seen so many people talking about health care as I have the last couple of weeks. Everybody you run into talks about this because they're concerned about it. It affects them. And that's the thing that you have to understand you know, politically. Once it affects the folks, the people, then they get upset. And then they go out and do what they got to do, which is vote the bums out or riot or revolt or worse. And that's what this is turning out to be, the biggest lie. Now, 
the press, who always protects the president, never asks them tough questions. Now that their constituents, the liberals too, Democrats and Republicans are being affected by this, they're hearing the outcry. Uh, now they're going after the president for what is the biggest lie, the biggest fraud, and an impeachable one in my opinion that a president has ever taken. Here is the president. I'm going to run this. I may not run the whole thing. It's two and a half minutes. But to get the effect, if you listen to the whole thing, you realize how many times you were lied to. Because they knew. Remember that they knew why he was saying this. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. As your business grows, are you growing with it? Do you have the right balance of time, attention, work, and personal life? Take the growing pains out of growth and tune into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. If you are spending most of your energy managing problems rather than focusing on taking your business to the next level, our program will give you the steps you need to make sure you have everything in place for forward-thinking business leadership. The Business Edge is heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What are the reasons that over three-quarters of small businesses fail within three years? Why do 70% of U.S. women-owned businesses make less than $50,000 a year? What causes mid-sized companies to stagnate? Although today many fundamentals of business remain the same, there are critical current changes that are not being acknowledged, and the result is costly. Tune in to Moving Forward with host Jen Sabin. We'll discuss the core reasons and plans of action to keep your business moving forward. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Looking for a business talk radio program that's unlike any other talk radio program you've heard before? It's time to check out Game On! Business Talk Radio with host Dr. D. Anthony Miles. Dr. Miles and his guests will tackle some of the unconventional and controversial issues and topics in the business world. We'll outline, discuss, and provide solutions to certain problems in marketing, business management, financial accounting, and policies. You and your business can't afford to miss a show. Tune in Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on The Voice. America Business Channel. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchOfDimes.com. Listen for exclusive clips from Oprah's upcoming Super Soul Sunday series on Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Then be sure to watch Oprah's Super Soul Sunday on OWN Network TV at 11 a.m., 10 Central, every Sunday. Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the best-kept secrets for success in business and life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. 
From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. On The Financial Physician, we don't just cover the good time financial news. We cover the good, the bad, and the ugly. Have a question for America's money doctor, Luce Gatigna? Call him now. It's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or email the show. Here's the address, lou at thefinancialphysician.com. Now, back to Lou. All right, we're back. We had a little bit of a technical issue uh, before the break last time, so I don't know where we went out, but uh, we're back uh, connected now with you. And before we went to the break, I was stating about, uh, and I don't know how much you heard of this before we went off, is that this president has told the biggest lie that a president has ever told. And it was a definitive lie in that they knew back in 2010, this document's documenting this, that they knew that as much as 67% of people were going to lose their health insurance. And with that, the doctors in that network if Obamacare was passed, uh, was uh, instituted. They knew it, but they lied to our face anyway. And to me, that's, that's, I don't know what to call that. I mean, there's a word, it wouldn't be treason, because I guess it is. Well, a president will come out to the country and lie to our face regarding one-sixth of the U.S. economy, but most importantly, our own health and our ability to obtain health care at an affordable price and to be able to have the freedom to keep what we have. And this, I guarantee you, this would not have passed if people knew that 67% could lose their existing policies, have to enroll in another policy that was as much as 100% higher in cost with higher deductibles. This would not have passed. Remember, this barely passed. Not re- one Republican voted for it. And many Democrats had to be bought out. The Louisiana Purchase, remember that one? To get their votes. This was shoved down our throat by the narrowest of margins. And now the Democrats are going to pay the price for it. And they're not happy about it either. Believe me. Now I'm going to play some of uh, our president's promise to us. Promise to the people of this country that we weren't going to lose our doctor and we weren't going to lose our health care. Now, this is two and a half minutes long. I'm not going to play the whole thing because, frankly, I can't stand to hear the voice of this man. I usually turn the TV off right away. But I listened to this thing all the way through. Two and a half minutes, 36 times, he says, and this is on video, so it's not, nobody's making it up. It's there. And the White House is saying he never said it, or that's not what he meant. Uh, now, they, every one of these is an individual clip. It's not him talking repeated over and over. This is different speaking engagements that the president had before Obamacare was um, initiated. Okay, here we go. If you've got health care already, then you can keep your plan if you are satisfied with it. If you like the plan you have, you can keep it. 
I intend to keep this promise. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. If you like your plan and your doctor, you can keep them. You'll be able to keep your health care plan. If you like your plan, you keep your plan. If you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. If you like your current insurance, you keep that insurance. Period. End of story. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. If you have insurance that you like, then you will be able to keep that insurance. If you like your health care plan, you keep your health care plan. Nobody's going to force you to leave your health care plan. If you like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you like your health care plan, you can keep your health care plan. If you like your health care plan, you can keep your health care plan. No matter what you've heard, if you like your doctor or health care plan, you can keep it. If you like your health care plan, you can he- keep your health care plan. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep it. If you like your private All right, that's enough of that. I can't take it. Uh, but you get the gist. All right. This guy spoke to us, looked us right in the face and lied. And knowingly lied about something so important as the financial health of everybody in this country and the physical health of everybody in this country. Now, even uh, and this is the political problem that the president and the Democrats have now. This is going to be if you think it's a disaster now, wait till next year. Well, all this is being rolled out, and people are writing the checks, or going without health care, or trying to find another doctor after they've been with the same doctor for years. And as seniors find out that more and more doctors aren't taking Medicare because they're not being paid enough to take them. Because they're stealing from Medicare uh, to pay for Obamacare. Now, I'm going to read you a story. And this is about a Democrat. San Francisco architect Lee Hammock says he and his wife, Joellen Brothers, are cradle Democrats. They have donated to the liberal group Organizing for America and worked the phone banks a year ago for President Obama's re-election. Since 1995, Hammock and Brothers have received their health coverage from Kaiser Permanente, where Brothers worked until 2009 as a dietitian and diabetes educator. Quote, we've both been in very good health all of our lives. Exercise, don't smoke, drink lightly, healthy weight, no health issues, and so on. The couple, Lee 60 and Joellen 59, have been paying $550 a month for their health coverage. A plan that offers solid coverage, not one of the skimpy plans Obama has criticized. But recently, Kaiser informed them the plan would be canceled at the end of the year because it did not meet the requirements of the Affordable Care Act. Meaning it probably just didn't have uh, uh, abortion coverage or contraception coverage or mental health coverage or substance abuse coverage. One of the things that have to be in there. Now, this wasn't part of the law, by the way. This is the regulation that Health and Human Services put out after the law was passed. This was not mandated by Congress. As a matter of fact, Congress thought that all these plans were going to be grandfathered in. If you like your health care plan now, you keep your health care plan. Well, that was fine, but then they changed the rules after the game, and I think they knew they were going to do that. So uh, there was a change in the plan, so now it has to be booted out. That's the regulation, and now they have to go into a new plan. So the couple has to find another plan. Well, the cost would be around double what they pay now, and the benefits would be worse. 
I've been skeptical about media stories featuring those who claim they would be worse off because of their insurance policies being canceled on account of the ACA, Affordable Care Act, also known as Obama. In many cases, it turns out the consumers could have found cheaper coverage through the new health insurance marketplaces or their plans weren't very good to begin with. Some didn't know they could qualify for subsidies and would lower their insurance premiums. Now, this is the reporter here. This is what he's saying. Now that he found these people, uh, he found out that wasn't the case. He found out that the couple's existing Kaiser plan was a good one. The new options were indeed more expensive, and the benefits didn't seem any better. They do not qualify for premium subsidies because they make more than four times the federal poverty level. Although uh, Hammock says not by much. Um, so he sent in uh, the details of his current plan. He has a $4,000 deductible per person, a $40 copay for doctor visits, and 150 emergency room visit fee, and 30% coinsurance for hospitals. An out-of-pocket maximum of 5600 This plan was ending, Kaiser's letters told him, because it did not meet the requirements of Obamacare. Everything is taken care of, the letter says. There's nothing you need to do. The letter said the couple would be enrolled in a new Kaiser plan that would cost nearly 1300 for the both of them, or more than 15000 a year. So what's this, almost triple what they were paying? And for the higher amount, what did they get? Well, they got a higher deductible. Instead of 4000 it's now 4500 A higher out-of-pocket maximum of 6350 It was 5600 Higher hospital costs, they have to pay 40% of the cost instead of 30% of the cost. And possibly higher costs for doctor visits and drugs. That's what these people are looking at. And it wasn't because Obama said there's bad Apple insurers out there that are giving people crappy plans. That was another lie. Because this is not the case here. And um, this reporter called Kaiser Permanente. He spoke to the spokesman there, um, who used to work for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, by the way. Uh, he told him that this was indeed a good plan. Patients in a plan known as 44,000 were remarkably healthy, had low medical costs, and not, had not seen their premiums increase in years. While other insurance companies offered skimpier benefits, our plans historically have been comprehensive. Kaiser has canceled about 160,000 policies in California, and about one-third of people were in plans like hammocks, and about 30,000 to 35,000 were in this specific plan. Again, this was a good plan. There was nothing wrong with this plan. There's an aspect of market disruption here that I think people were, uh, were, were not clear to the people, this guy acknowledged. In many respects, it has been theory rather than practice for the first three years of law. Folks are seeing the breadth of change, and, and, and they're finally out about it here. So what's this guy going to do? What he's going to do, he's self-employed. He's going to try to let his income fall below four times the federal poverty level, which is about 62000 for a family of two. And now he qualified for subsidies that could lower his premium cost uh, to as low as zero. But if he makes $1 more than that, that figure, uh, then he has to pay everything and gets nothing. So that's what he's leading to. He's going to lower his salary, shift more money to retirement plans, and try to find a way around it. And almost every family and every business uh, in America right now are coming to the conclusion that this is not, not, not just some vague fellow citizen that you're going to hear about on the news. It's, it's them. It's happening to them, and it's happening to me. 
And what this is really is, is it's, it's a massive transfer of wealth from the middle class to the lower class. That's what this is. It's a transfer of wealth to people who are healthy, to people who are sick and have pre-existing conditions. It's a transfer of wealth from the young to the old. And it's not going to work. Now, on a positive note, if you're a conservative or you're a Republican, uh, if you're running for office next year in the midterm elections and you're a Democrat and you voted, and almost every one of them did, for Obamacare, you have to now run on that. And you have to look people in the face that either have no health care because they can't afford it are now paying penalties because they're too young and they're healthy and they're not going to pay two, $300 a month for a plan. Or somebody like me who had insurance that we liked that was expensive and now becomes more expensive with less benefits. Uh, I would like to be the Republican in that district running against that. And I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. I just read you the story of about a blue, died true blue Democrat Who's going through this? This guy will probably still vote for uh, the Democrat next time around anyway, because it's a religion to that. But many Democrats are not. And uh, politicians are going to take it on a chin. Now, uh, it was just announced that Obama's going to meet with uh, senior so senators, who Democratic senators who are running for re-election next year. To get a feel for how their constituents are reacting. That's not what he's doing. He's sitting down with them to find out what they're thinking and try to prevent them from turning on him and from turning on the plan itself. Because there's a lot of talk amongst Democrats to delay this individual mandate. They don't want this blood on them when they're running. And some of them have already put out bills uh, in Congress. Uh, to try to delay the individual mandate, or at least to reinstitute policies that have been canceled. Because again, Congress, you got to understand, they voted for it. At least the ones who read the bill at least knew enough about it. They knew that existing policies were going to be grandfathered prior to the signing of Obamacare, which is the majority of Americans. Then after it became law, and it was oddly upheld by the Supreme Court as constitutional. Then Health and Human Services changed the rules that stated that if you don't have these essential elements in the plan, it is no longer considered eligible as insurance and must be canceled and replaced. Which now is a bait and switch. Not only to the Americans who are affected by these policies, it was a bait and switch to the politicians, the Democratic politicians, who voted for this and now have to run on it. They can't run away from it at this point. This is their baby. They can't run away from it. And that's why I think what's going to happen here, the president is going to get an earful from these Democratic senators running in red states that you're killing us. We're going to lose this, the Senate. The House is going to get stronger. And uh, your policies aren't going anywhere the next three years. You can't be trusted. And Americans know that now. How could a congressman, you know, run in his district, having voted for legislation that canceled 
the health insurance that protected hundreds of thousands of his constituents. When you hit people in their pocketbook, when you hit people with their health, that is as politically potent as you can get. And if you think 2010 was a big thing for the Republicans, wait till you see what happens in the midterms next year. Now, that's a long way away. It's a full year away, and who knows what's going to happen. Now, my guess is this is what's going to happen. The president's going to get an earful from the Senate and say, you know, no longer are you going to have full Democratic support on your agenda, including immigration and other things. You, you, you've sent us, you've thrown us under the bus that we need you to delay this individual mandate or make sure that everybody who is getting these cancellation notices are grandfathered back in. And for the president, politically, it would make sense for him to do it. And I said this on his program weeks ago. This is what I thought was going to happen. The president's going to come out and delay everything. Or in this case, reinstate all these policies that are being canceled. And he'll look like the Messiah. I've listened to uh, Congress. I've listened to the, the people. And we don't want to do anything to harm anybody. So we're going to roll back this uh, thing. Now, if they do, it don't work. That's the reason why they did this, because it's a transfer of wealth. These insurance companies that have to insure people with pre-existing conditions, and a lot of these young guys, young kids, are, they're not going to take the insurance. They'll pay the small penalty. They'd rather pay $95 than 300 a month. And then when they get ill, the insurance companies have to take them then. So they're going to have big cost increases. That's why our insurance is going up. That's why all these other policies are being canceled and reinstituted with higher premiums. Because the insurance companies knew they couldn't pay for this. That's the reason. So if the president rolls that back uh, to protect Democrats in Congress, then the whole system implodes. And as I said before in this program, I think it is uh, the intention of this government to implode the system. Where now there's no choice but to have government-run socialized medicine. That was the goal all along. And the president has said it in speeches in the past. That ultimately we want to get to the one-payer system. And the way to do it was to lie to the American people. Tell them untruths. You can keep your health plan. Oh, there's a third lie. And the average cost is going down 2500 a family. Another blatant lie. It was a lie to say that it wasn't going to change in cost. To go out and tell people it was going to go down 2500 Are you kidding me? You're going to keep your doctor lie. You're going to uh, keep your insurance lie. Your insurance is going to go down 2500 No, it's going to go up the opposite way. All lies on something so big as a people's health and finances. It's truly spectacular. It's, I, I've never seen anything like it in government. And, uh, and, and to know that you're going to piss off the people in ways that people, a government has never seen before. It's truly breathtaking. And frankly, I, I don't understand what was wrong with the original system. Yes, there was people who were uninsured, but they were taken care of through Medicaid. Well, maybe not the best system out there, but certainly better than this. And to sock people, namely the middle class and young people, with just gigantic increases. And as I said, what about business? I'm a small employer. 
My insurance is set to go up 40 to 80% in one fell swoop. Am I going to hire anybody? Am I going to provide benefits? Now, I don't have 50 employees, but if I did, I'd have 49 starting tomorrow. And I'd tell everybody they're on their own. And that's so stifling to business. It, it's, it's so bad for the economy. And in talking to my, um, my insurance agent today, he says, Lou, you don't even have any idea how the, the insurance companies are screwed up. Everything is messed up. This happened too quick. It wasn't thought through. Nobody knows what's going to happen. And he said, that's why the insurance companies haven't even released information about group plans yet because uh, they're, they're in a tizzy themselves. And little did they know, they signed on to this, that this is the Trojan horse to blow up the insurance industry. That's what this was. And that's what it's going to do. It's going to go into the death spiral. All the money is going to be going out the door to pay for all the older people and the people with pre-existing conditions who now could join any plan. Imagine a person gets cancer, and all of a sudden they join a plan, and it's going to cost them $500,000 in medical bills in the next year or two. Who's going to pay for that? Well, healthy people will. There's no free lunch here. And that's the thing. There never has been a free lunch. Someone's got to pay for it. Insurance companies are not in the business to lose money. And that's what's going to happen. And if they lose money, they're going to go bankrupt. And if they go bankrupt, nobody's going to have insurance. So who's left? The government. All right, we're going to take a short break. My name is Luce Katigna. You're listening to the, fan- to the financial physician. Don't go away. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you the business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network the financial physician your source for straightforward no-nonsense financial advice call america's money doctor right now it's toll free 1-866-472-5790 you can also log on to our website at www.thefinancialphysician.com. Now, back to Lou Scatigna. All right, welcome back to uh, this edition. We're talking about Obamacare basically the entire show, and I, I hate to do that because there's so many other things to talk about financially, markets, and things like that, but this week it's just uh, exploded. Uh, the furor over it, uh, Congress is getting in the mix now, and including Democrats. 
Uh, we saw some very contentious uh, exchanges between uh, Jay Carney, the, the president's press secretary, and, and members of the media. It took them five years to realize uh, what this administration is about. But to finally watch it, it's very painful to watch Jay Carney. I don't know how this guy can do his job. He knows he's lying through his teeth again. It's, everything's a lie out of them. And unfortunately, um, uh, we're all paying the price for it. And it's going to be a disaster. What was the best healthcare system in the country is being destroyed. Not to mention the fact that many doctors are retiring. And doctors are telling their children not to go into the medical field. Why would you want to spend, what, eight years in college? Build up a quarter of a million to half a million dollars in debt to go into this healthcare system? And that's what's that going to mean? Long awaits for doctors? Rationing of care. Well, it's not all negative. Uh, the late night uh, talk show guys are having a ball with this, making fun of the website and everything else. And I think one of the better things I came across is David Letterman this week came out with the top 10 indicators your employer has changed to Obamacare healthcare plan. 10, your annual breast exam is done at Hooters. Number nine, directions to your doctor's office include take a left when you enter the trailer park. Number eight, the tongue depressors taste faintly of fudgicles. Number seven, the only proctologist in the planet is Gus from Roto-Rooter. Number six, the only item listed under preventative care coverage is, quote, an apple a day. Number five, your primary care physician is wearing the pants you gave to Goodwill last month. Number four, the statement, the patient is responsible for 200% of out-of-network charges is not a typographical error. The only expense covered 100% is embalming. Number two, your Prozac comes in different colors with little M's on them. And number one, you ask for Viagra and they give you a popsicle stick and duct tape. I like that one the best. So anyway, we're at the, the end of this uh, hour of Obamacare, the disaster that keeps giving and gets worse and worse and worse. And it's probably uh, the worst lie that any president has ever told the nation. And the result of that lie is going to be lives destroyed, finances blown up, and the destruction of the economy. And that's a damn shame. All right, out of time. It goes so fast here on The Financial Physician. I call it the fastest hour in financial talk radio. Thanks so much for joining. Remember the website, thefinancialphysician.com. Read my blog each and every day. My email address is lou at thefinancialphysician.com. Have a wonderful week. And please join me next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the next edition of The Financial Physician. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 